Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Folks, having some technical difficulties. If y'all can just give me a thumbs up, make sure you can hear me. We're going to get this thing started here. Hope you all had a wonderful weekend. And uh, yeah, man, we got a pretty epic guest this evening, Mr. Dusty Yacker himself. We are currently troubleshooting some issues, but that's okay because I wanted to go through a few things with you guys anyways. If you're just tuning in, please share the stream and uh, we'll go from there. But um, yeah, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, everybody that came by the booth at the Indie Show this past weekend. It was cool meeting a, a bunch of you guys that uh, tune into the podcast all the time. So just wanted to say thanks, everybody. Um, if you're just tuning in, share the link um, down below the stream here. And, uh, yeah, we got Dusty Yacker in the house. Let's get him in here. 
What's up, dude? Hola. <laughs> Finally Hola. got our issues worked out. <clears throat> well, no chat. Yeah, man. How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm looking I'm looking forward to the thaw of spring. Oh, you're telling me, dude. I mean, I was <clears throat> I was down at uh, the Indianapolis Boat and Travel Show this past weekend, and I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday I walked out in the afternoon and it was like 55 degrees and I'm like I should yeah. be in a I should be in a boat not stuck well, here in the uh in the uh, expo here so it just goes to sh- it just goes to show you you know how wild the, the Midwest is you know one one day it's this one day it's that <laughs> one, one, one year we're fishing in February the next year we're like wait wait till April for ice right ice. right yeah, it's a, it, like I always tell everybody, you know, in Chicago, it'll it'll be snowing one day, the next day it'll be 70, and the following day we'll get three inches of rain, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was the show? It was really busy, man. Uh, I tell you what, man, that Indiana boat travel and sports show is huge. Um, I was down there with Jackson Kayaks um, helping out moving water outfitters and uh, – very cool. It was, it was insane. It was insane. There will be uh, – I'll give a little spoiler alert. Uh, Mr. Hoover was down there. He was in the booth right next to me. And uh, when it got a little slow, uh, he was pitching a frog across the aisle, putting his rod tip down towards the ground, and this frog was hidden between a couple kayaks next to the demo pool. And as uh, some ladies would come walking down the aisle, he'd start reeling it in real slow. And, uh, you know, they'd think it was a mouse or something scurrying across the floor. So we had some cameras or he had some cameras set up, got some reactions and stuff. So it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. So saw a lot of familiar faces, saw a lot of new faces. So it was it was good, man. It was good. Yeah, the, 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 we, we wrapped up the uh, local show at Tinley Park. Yeah, the, uh, we had the, we had the uh, fleet of kayaks in the pool there, so that was a lot of fun. People get a kick out of being able to hop in one and just kind of you know, test. Oh it yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I saw I saw Mister uh, Kurt Smiths down in the Hobie booth down there, so I think he'll be back there this weekend as well. So uh, we'll we'll get into that conversation here in a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, those of you that may have been sleeping under a rock and don't know who Dusty <laughs> is, uh, yeah, Dusty Not the Midwest done. Yacker, Dusty the Smallmouth Slayer, you know, Dusty the uh, the King of Smallmouth. I mean, nah. <laughs> Dusty the average kayak fisherman. I mean, you know, that's just how it goes. I have a little more time here and there. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. So, I mean that. Uh, you have an interesting aspect because you get your summers off. If you guys don't know Dusty, he's a school teacher. So his summer's time is spent pretty much strictly on the water, right? I mean, am I wrong by that? No, no, you're not wrong. Uh, and, and increasingly so. Um, you know, last year I was able to uh, – well, last year, you know, I consciously wanted to, like, kind of dive, dive head first. Like, just kind of yeah. be full in and kind of see what it was all about. Um super interesting was fascinating uh i mean i i know i know looking like many many years from now looking back i'll be i'll be very fond of the memories sure but uh what were we saying man i had a brain <laughs> no you you dove head first in oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. this last summer you know yeah yeah i dove head first into it um so this year 
be a little more calculated, but uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. There's there's really a lot to uh, there's really a lot, man. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing last year, man. But I mean, obviously, you had a little bit more experience under your belt and uh, uh, quite a a resume, so to speak, going into last year. You know, um, you know, between fishing MKT and KBL, uh, yeah. some ang- angler of the years and stuff like that. Well, you know, it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I think um, I had I, I kind of had a, a good path into it. I started like locally. I started small. Sure. And, and, you know, got some experience under my belt and then worked my way into something, you know, a little, a little bit bigger. Um, yeah. You know, was the, the, the some of the national stuff I did last year. Yeah. Right on, man. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it, it seemed to work out pretty well for you for the most part, man. I know you had a, a few struggles along the way, but. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, looking back, uh, I think I was real lucky to kind of have some of the, the success that I did. Uh, I think, uh, you know, personally, I missed out on a couple bigger opportunities for a win, maybe here and there. But um tournaments go um but yeah looking at some of my stats and looking back I, I was uh you know often you know in the top 10 and and getting a check and in the money so uh i i feel pretty good about that i, I also you know i also know how things go i mean uh, i've been i've been reading Bassmaster, watching tournaments on tv for 30 for 30 years you have a good year and you have a not yeah. so good year so uh <laughs> you know you, you just never you just never know how it goes uh, right. you know, it, it, it could be something as simple as beginner's luck um, sure. You know, the competition certainly isn't getting worse. <laughs> I mean, it's just, getting, it's, it's just getting way better. You um, need to figure know. out a way to change that, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, that's, that's another topic. I mean, I, I know I know you had, you had uh, mentioned some of the things briefly and generally that you want to talk about, but yeah. you know, this, the speed at which people can get information, the speed with which people yeah. access to information, yeah. um, People that are uh, 12, 13, 14 years old can can really like you know absorb and, and like ascertain things that took me years to, to sure sure kind of have so, access to even in written form. So it's kind of, kind of that, that's an interesting subject. So say we go back 20 years and you had that source at the tip of your fingertips. Do you think you'd well, be in a lot different position? Well, yeah, absolutely. I would be in, I would be in a different position just merely uh, in terms of access to information and the speed. In which you can get it, but I think on that note, um, you know what? <clears throat> excuse me. What kids have access to today, with respect to high school fishing teams, yeah, right, uh, scholarships and, cotton right. and and the whole collegiate trajectory for getting into you know the best scene in, in the tournaments uh, is unreal, and you know it's 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 kind of foreign to me, unrecognizable because when I was young, those options didn't exist. Had they existed. I think my whole my whole mindset towards, you know, what I wanted to do, you know, uh, with respect to fishing would have been entirely different. Sure. No, I completely agree, man. I yeah. give my my son a hard time. He just graduated from high school, and it's like they got a bass team, and I'm like, dude, do you know what I would have done to have that back in my day? You know. I've, but, I've, I've been, yeah, I've been talking to some of the um, high school coaches and talking to them. Um, I, you know. I've arranged to like go in and talk to their team and like demonstrate the Hobie and stuff like that. But um, just talking to them and getting kind of a feel for how it works. And it was interesting, <clears throat> you know, hearing from the different people in the different, in the different regions and, you know, some teams have access to a lot of resources. Some teams don't have access to as much resources. And sure. It was just kind of interesting uh, talking to them and getting their perspective on what they do. 
Right on. So when you when you've talked to have you talked to some of these young kids and coaches and stuff? Is there an interest in the kayak thing? Like I, I have, and there is. Um, yeah. I mean, kind of kind of as, as it stands now, or as I've talked to some people, it it the what they have access to is basically, you know, the the, the luck of you know the boats that are available from the dads, or you know, boats sure. available from the coach, or maybe borrowing a boat and 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 and, and gear and tackle yeah. of that nature. Right. Um, I mean, you know, um, some kids obviously have different resources than others, but, uh, you know, it's interesting that you talk about that because, um, you know, with with some teams not having access to, you know, 20, 30 and 40,000 dollar bass boats and the, and the gas and the overhead that comes with all that stuff, kayaks become a viable option. So to I mean, I could I could easily I can easily um, see I can easily see a scenario in which you know, there's a high school kayak league or, 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 you know, people are competing in kayaks and, you know, kind of doing that thing. I think I read somewhere there's, I, it was either maybe there are south or something like there's a, there's a couple schools that are starting to, to, to look into doing that. Um, it's interesting, man. I didn't think we'd go down the youth path, but I think it's a great topic, man. Well, I mean, you, 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 know, look at, you look yeah. at, Dylan Fuqua, Jackson Orr. I mean, those kids are both getting scholarships right now for bass fishing. And it's cool, man. I'll never forget that moment um, up at lacrosse at the Trail Series Championship. And and Hoover gave uh, Dylan that scholarship, man. And and just seeing his old man balling, yeah. you know, that, like yeah, that's a it's an incredible moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, fami- I'm familiar with with both duos. I'm familiar with. Uh, yeah. With, with Dylan and his father, I'm familiar with Jackson and his father. Uh, you know, I'm I'm close to both of them on the trail. We we, yeah. we often fish together and run into each other and sure launch from the same launch ramp and stuff like that. So it's 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 really neat. It's, it's really neat to see. And I've I've often remarked to, to other people, you know, my peers, my age, how um <clears throat> how incredible that is and how neat that yeah. would be yeah. to to, uh, to have you know that kind of support and right. Right. To be able to do that kind of thing. You know, I, th- I think, I mean, I, ca- I can't really speak for Dylan, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure that he uh, gets homeschooled. Yeah. Sort of homeschooling. So, um, you know, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of a unique perspective. I wonder how that kind of, you know, that comes out. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a really uh, cool opportunity for, for those young men, and they have uh, fantastic fathers that sort of guide them. Yeah, and I, I couldn't think of two better kids, man. That I know, yeah, totally. Great, I know. great yeah. representatives for the sport. I, I know, like, like, and me at fifteen. I mean, I, I was a child. I would be so immature. <laughs> right. they, they, they're, they're, they're very composed, and they handle themselves very well in the water. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very cool to see. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Um, you know, I've spent a lot of time with Dylan and his dad uh, this last season. You know, traveling around, we'd bunk rooms together, stuff like yeah. that. And uh, not only that, but like, shout out to Jackson. Uh, it was my birthday last week. Jackson texted me. He was like, "Happy birthday, dude! Hope you have an awesome day." And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't expect that from the kid, you know." Well, he's all. I mean, he's all, he's all over the place. I'm not sure, you know, what what can't he do? You know what I mean? Yeah, right, 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 right. A lot of energy there. Yeah, I see Dylan tuned in right now. What's up, Dylan? Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, just run through here real quick, man. What's up, Dylan? Uh, we got Robert, Kelly, Ricketts, Eldridge, Duke, Mr. Hams, uh, <laughs> Jacob Ruff, Robert, uh, Brock Howell. What's up, brother? Uh, what's up, Brock? Name a few of you guys here. Um, but, yeah, man, it's interesting, dude. It, I, I think it's cool to see the sport kind of 
you know, getting the youth involved. You know, I mean, obviously you go anywhere nowadays and kids are just doing this nonstop. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, don't get me started on technology. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, you're a school teacher. (laughs) uh, I mean, I see of the pros and cons, I see a lot of the cons of it. But yeah, right. Just getting back to the to the youth thing, I mean, just from a from a kayaking perspective, um, you took away my gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> just from a, I know I shouldn't be chewing during an interview, but I mean, you know, this is sort of like a, you know, like we're a, good, we're good, you know, man. We're family. We're at the table. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. That's um, the feel we want for this. Right, but the kayaking thing, um, just the overhead, just you know, the yeah. overhead. Uh, getting back to like what would have been different from you know if if we were younger and stuff. Um, if I was offered a platform like a Hobie, you know, when right. I was 16, I'd have been over the moon. I right. mean, the, the, the vessel, the platform, being able to do what it does with the pedal drive and stuff. I mean, that would have been like the ultimate sort of thing. Um, you know, a bass boat, uh, even, even, even at a time with, for, with my father, you know, it wasn't realistic. It wasn't financially realistic. It wasn't something sure. that we sort of did. Eventually it got to that point, which was cool, but, um, you know, I think it just, uh, it's just more practical. It's more pragmatic for, you know, somebody to kind of start with and do that. No, absolutely, man. I mean, I remember when I was 16 years old, I used to rooftop a 15 foot Coleman canoe on my Ford Taurus. Dude, dude, <laughs> I, I, I remember, I'll never forget. I, I used to watch, uh, well, I not, not used to watch. I, I remember watching the day that my uncles got, you know, like a, like a, a 12 or 14 foot Coleman, like a crawdad, you know, the Coleman. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But for some reason, it came like in pieces. It was like you know, like in, it was like wrapped in plastic, like, like all put together. And they've been drinking all day. Yeah, and it was like it was like 115 degrees. They tried they were trying to put this thing together, and I think it took them much longer than it should have. And sure, it's kind of glorious when it all came together, and we got the trolling motor on the back. You know, they they were all high fiving each other, and you know, you, you get out on the boat, and it's kind of nice to get off the shore and the pier and stuff. And, no, absolutely, man. Yeah, that was sort of my, my entrance into like you know getting out on a lake and getting out and being able to like, go to go to different spots and stuff. Just the, the crowd. Uh, yeah, no, totally, man. I mean, you know, I was I was fortunate as a kid. My my old man had a fishing boat. He used to fish a lot of uh, local uh, events up on the chain of lakes here in northern yeah. Illinois, and he'd travel around, you know, Illinois doing some some small tournaments and stuff. So. Once in a while, I get to go pre-fishing with the old man, and you know, kind of, kind of get my feet wet in that aspect. And then, yeah. uh, if not, I was in that Coleman canoe, man, just ripping around. And I used to well, stand and fish out of that thing too. So, well, my my uncle got into uh, artificial lures. He was like the first in the family to get into artificial lures. It was almost like a like a scandal or something. <laughs> like you know, we were so we were used to like earthworms and live bass. The guys got like. You know, like one day we come over and he's got like and he's got like the hat with the patches, fisherman <laughs> and bass man. And like I remember the smell of like the man's jelly worms and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I came in this like free pack and he was like, you know, to, to, I was like I was like a wide-eyed bug-eyed kid. I mean, yeah, I was right, right. influenced. You know, I was like, holy cow, that sounds so cool. And I, I would watch the shows and stuff, but you know, I, I like the worms and the leeches and the minnows and stuff. And my dad too. So shortly after that. You know, my dad did a 182. He sort of like followed my, my uncle, but my dad took it like, you know, five levels up. He, he, he started sure. the nice gear and like looking at the tournament scene. Next thing you know, he enters the tournaments. And these were like, these were like the old, uh, like Midwest bass, like old red man ones that eventually became oh, yeah. well and stuff. 
And, uh, you know, he would take me along and he, uh, I, I, would, I would be like a co-angler at some of them. It was really neat. It was a really cool experience. That is cool, man. Then he, then he, then he bought, then he bought a, a bass boat and uh, used that for two or three years and then kind of lost interest and put it in storage. And eventually, uh, you know, he became ill. But, um, yeah, that was, that was like sort of my little introduction, my little, my little kickstart into not only fishing but, but bass fishing and, you know, competitive fishing in the tournament scene in general. Absolutely, man. Yeah, we we have very similar stories, man. I'm I'm sure we could talk about that all night. Yeah, sure. yeah pe- people often do, man. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, kind it, of individual it, and unique, but everybody everybody shares, you know, a common friends and whatnot. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's cool, man. So let let's let's dive into 2020, man. We got yeah, I mean, so many opportunities on the table right now. I'm ex- uh, I'm excited, but I'm also very nervous, man. It's very yeah. It's very daunting, if you will. Right. Well, I was so so going back to seeing uh, Mr. Kurt Smith uh, down there in Indiana. Uh, it was uh, myself, Kurt, and uh, Sam Jones were standing around talking at the end of Sunday. And Kurt's like, "You're going to Logan Martin, right?" And I'm like, "No." And he's like, "What? Come on, man!" You know, and I was no, like, you, "You sound just like him." <laughs> Sam said like the him. same thing, or Josh Eldridge told me the same thing when I was telling him the story, and I'm like, <laughs> "I just can't do it." You know, um, yeah. I can't make it just just for life reasons, you know, work and sure, things like that. But yeah. uh, you know, it, it's funny, man. We were talking about it. What a stacked field that first pass event's going to be. Yeah, that's re- that's ridiculous. Uh, you know. <clears throat> I still, in, in, you know, physically and mentally, I think I'm there. I mean, I know I have till Thursday, I believe, to pay. It's really dicey at work. Um, I mean, in a in a in a best case scenario, I'd fly down there, no practice. Right. They'd probably get there in the middle of the night on Wednesday. Yeah. Just go to a launch, <laughs> see the lake, and you know, go you know, send there and just send yeah. It. But, yeah, but but. Uh, I mean, no guts, no glory, but I mean, that is, that is, you know, that's, that's asking a lot. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the long con. <laughs> Ridiculous. But, you know, uh, the beauty of it is, is that I might be able to do that. I could justify it by uh, soaking up the Bassmasters Classic a little bit, being able to participate in it. Um, and then <clears throat> maybe hopscotch my way back north with Duke and the crew, do some filming. Yeah. Stop at some dang spots along the way. Try to catch some cool bass, you know. Oh yeah, there's a lot of great water between here and there, my friend. Oh man, I mean, it's the, it's the Great American Road. I mean, right, hey, right, very right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, we got we got bass coming onto the scene. Uh, we got Hobie stepping it up a little bit more this oh, yeah. year. A little uh, bit. Well, yeah. I mean, let's. Yeah, they stepped it up. I think I saw a post earlier. Um, for the um, Lake Fork event, they already got like 130, 140. Yeah, no, uh, you know what? I I don't know the numbers. I I know it was over 110 the last time I saw. So I mean, yeah. if it's 120 or 130, it's a week out or something. What what how, what is it? Uh, I don't know if it's this weekend or next, it's, but I know uh, it's coming up here. Yeah, it's this weekend or next. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, then this weekend we also got the first KBF Pro Tour event uh, done on the Claremont chain down in Florida. Yeah, it, uh, it's, yeah it's a 22nd and 23rd on Fork, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. Coming up, man. 
Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, there's just so many, so many opportunities this year, and uh, and uh, it, it it it's going to be incredible to see all these events unfold, man. And you know, going back to to the Logan Martin event, just just the names in that list. It, and I mean, I'm sure it's the same way with the Hobie event as well. I mean, yeah, there. I mean, I mean, talk about stacked fields for sure. Uh, I did look at the Hobie roster. I mean, that's you know, that's that's pretty impressive. Um, I did not look at the at the Bass roster, but I mean, all over Facebook, you know, buddies and friends. I mean, I've, you know, everybody's been you know, talking about registering, and, that, and that's just a, yeah, that's just a, 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 a you know, yeah, a field. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, and, and it is interesting to see how it all plays out, even, you know, more specifically, uh, being able to, to you know, watch, like, the live leaderboards. Like, just, you know, like, uh, you, know, whether, you know, even if you can't be there, it's kind of cool to live vicariously through it and, like, to check out the leaderboards and, like, see some of the right. – and, like, kind of, like, get a little bit of that. I know, I know this year um, – a lot of the various entities are, 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 are picking up their, like, their in, their in-game coverage, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right, right, right. Uh, cool. Scott, you know, Scott, Scott Butcher did a really cool job with the, uh, with the tan over yeah. there. Yeah. The stuff that he was doing with the drones and the coverage. That was kind of nice to see. And I know that uh, AJ uh, does a great job with some of the, the way that they cover, you know, what's going on over the weekend with, at, the, at the Hobie Opens, too, so. Right, 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 right. Yeah, with it, he, I know AJ does like the the updates throughout the yeah. day. Um, yeah. All the you know lives that Future did down at the ten and the ten Invitational were ph- phenomenal. Yeah, I know it was really cool to see that. That event in itself, man, is just unbelievable. I mean, those yeah, guys got seeing- hooked up big time, <laughs> I, man. I, could, I, w- I was at work and I just couldn't really, t- I, you know, every every thirty minutes, you know, every twenty minutes, you know, every every bell that rang, I would. I you know I take a look at it, see what was going on. I mean, I, I was I was definitely you know, yeah, uh, a, a, a hook spectator. I mean, it was kind of nice to see. Yeah, no, definitely, man. So, so with with all the different opportunities and things like that, man, are you going to focus on like one certain well, um, thing, or are you just going to kind of spread yourself out between? No, them? yeah, yeah. I, I mean, pro- probably the latter. Um, I can't really focus on one specific thing because, you know, I've come to realize, you know, that it's just my, my, uh, my opportunities to fish are, are, are bookend by, um, by work. Sure. And, you know, my, my line of work, you know, uh, I mean, I certainly have personal days and sick days and, you know, taking one here or there, or maybe like a set there is cool, but to piece them together in the way that you have to do to accommodate for travel and maybe a, a day of practice or something like that is, is really tough. Um, right. So it's really hard to like, you know, consider a, a, a series like, you know, let's say the Hobie Bass Open series or whatever, something I, I, I truly want to like, you know, finish or, or start from beginning to end. You know, I mean, I can't. So, you know, considering things like end of year championships and angler of the year, these would, these would, these would be harder for me to qualify. It's certainly not impossible, but just sure. harder. So for me, I think that I might, you know, like cherry pick you know, events here and there and kind of have, and, and with all of these, with all of these, you know, with all this stuff available, it's kind of easy for me to do so. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm all, I'm all over the map this year. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I hope to be on Logan Martin. I'd, I'd say like right now it's at like 80%, 85%. Um, okay. Whether or not I have to, you know, just kind of zoom down there the, the night, the day before. 
Um, I'm definitely gearing up for uh, the national championships, the KBF NCs at Gunnersville, because it falls right in the heart of my spring break for school. It's nice. Uh, I mean, travel, pre-fishing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm real pumped. I mean, it's a huge field of competitors. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's huge, um, right. but, uh, it's a bucket list lake. Um, it'll be fun to break down, challenge myself, um, and, uh, kind of, kind of actually fish a lot of cover that I, well, I mean, it'll probably be a little early, but maybe see some things I, I, I kind of haven't seen because I've never been on that lake or, or even really in that region. Sure, 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 sure. So let me. Let's break that down real quick. So I forget who I was talking to about this. You know, NC, I think they got over 600 people signed up as of right now. Oh, man, geez. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot. What are you going to do to to get yourself out away well, from the and things like yeah. that? Well, the first thing I'm going to do is not think of 599 other anglers. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, right. The first thing I'm going to do, um, you know, mentally – from pretty much from day one, it's always been me versus me. It's sure. A, I'm very comfortable with that. It's a, it's a very familiar battle. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean, in terms of getting away from the crowd, like you asked, uh, I mean, that it is a, it is a concern of mine. I do address that. I, I, I don't like to fish in a crowd. I mean, I, sure. I, I have to, but um, I definitely love <clears throat> main like points to myself, coves to myself. I love, you know, looking left and right and behind me and not seeing anybody little lights, you know, like when you're, you know, in, you know, when you're staying when you're <laughs> spot in the morning. Right. Um, you know, I'm very comforted by that. But, you know, if, if, it, if it so happens, you know, you run into a handful of people at the launch or during practice, you know, it's apparent that you're on fish and you know, you're seeing people. I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's just something that you got to deal with as a competitor. Um, I have, I have Lake Gunnersville is actually one of the lakes I've probably been doing the most map study of and taking a closer okay. look, doing a lot of internet scrubbing and stuff like that. Um, and man, geez, I, I, I don't really recall um, there being more information available on a particular lake uh, than Lake Gunnersville. I mean, you right, know, right, right, right. It's a, it's a, it's an iconic, renowned fishery. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, it, I mean, you can have incredible days on there. There's some really big fish in there. Right. Um, and it could be a little daunting and it is daunting, but, um, I, I have, I, I have, you know, I, I've kind of dissected this lake a little bit. I mean, I can't, I mean, I mean I, by no means have I like poured over the sections of maps and stuff. I mean, I have a few areas, uh, picked out. I've zoomed in, you know, on those areas and kind of considered different scenarios, but I mean, there's really only so much you can do because it's uh, more than a month out. Sure, sure. You don't know what conditions. Yeah, the, the weather. The weather. I mean, the amount of rain. You know, certain parts had a lot. are getting right now is ridiculous. I think. I think. I think Lake Fork, um, if I've been hearing right uh, or paying attention right, um, is uh, is high. It's got a lot of rain, um, yeah. and I think that that's going to play havoc for. Um, anglers who are more comfortable on that lake who've experienced on that lake I, th I think that you know it could you know really kind of you know make the fish do anything and maybe a lot of people have more of a chance at lake fork so maybe sure. maybe maybe on the leaderboard at lake fork look for somebody that you know we haven't really heard a lot about right and all right sort of an early call um but yeah for getting, getting back to lake Gunnersville, i'm just kind of excited so uh to answer your question more specifically um like I was saying, we got we got a month of weather. Um, water temps are going to be sort of like key. 
I know on Gunnersville, it's it's notorious for a super long spawning season. Right. I've heard I've heard that that um, like they can lock on beds in like the high fifties, and, and and spawn and spawn up like throughout like the mid to high seventies. So I mean that's bonkers. Um, so I mean I'm envisioning a scenario that could be you know, just like Lake Saint Clair uh, last year, pre-spawn, spawn, and post-spawn at the same freaking time. <laughs> and you know it's kind of your, it's kind of your job to figure out that schizophrenic you know kind of activity, um, which is you know kind of bonkers sometimes. Sure. But water temps are gonna water temps are gonna tell the tale. Um, and obviously getting on the water, you know, for two or three days and kind of surveying the scene and, you know, seeing what's what, uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'd imagine, I, I imagine I'm going to be looking for, you know, uh, spawning areas and, you know, the pathway is going in and the pathway is going out and trying mm -hmm. to figure out, you know, uh, what they're doing. I'm, I'm sure it's, you know, most likely going to be the spawn. Sure. Or, or, or some bigger ones having been done and kind of scooting out from their spawning places, you know, their spawning habitats or grounds and probably taking the familiar pathways and routes and, you know, sure. probably looking for the right breaks and the right breaks with hopefully the magic of cover and current. Nice. Here. <laughs> yeah, right on. Well, there's a whole lot of that on Gunnersville. So. Oh, man, dude. It's, uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting. For sure. For sure, man. So if you guys are just tuning in, uh, please go down, share the link, uh, say what's up in the chat here. We got... Uh, what's up? <laughs> I'll say this comment in a second from Mr. Broad. We got Jim Strunk, Dustin Nichols, Strunk Tiger, Aaron Steiger, Duke Westcamp, Curdy Smiths is in here, Christopher oh. Dotson. Mr. Briggs, Justin Chris Stanton. Dotson, the kayaking clown. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, just two comments real quick. I know uh, I saw Aaron Steiger comment, Dusty, as a teacher. I feel you, buddy. It's tough. Oh, and geez. then uh, Jamie Broad, porn business, has horrible hours, Dusty Yacker. Why we know you have a rough life. That's right. That's right. Late, <laughs> late nights, extra things. <laughs> Im improvisation, you know, it's just, it's, it's an actor's life. Oh, I knew this would not be a doll show tonight, folks. The world, the world is a stage, Jamie. Oh, man. So, so I mean, what what's your normal preparation for a tournament, man? Uh, like, w w what do you do? So, you already said you're doing a bunch of study. Yeah. Uh, what are you, I, what are you I, doing pre-fishing and stuff, man? Are you, are you fishing? Are you just scanning? I mean, what's your go-to? You know, uh, it's just really hard to not, like, kind of have fun and live in the moment when you're on these breaks that you normally sure. never get on, that you haven't been on for 20 years of your life. Right. Then you get on them, and you're supposed to, you know, dick around with some pre-fishing and stuff, and it's like, what? <laughs> you know, there's, like, four or five pounds smallmouth swimming around, and you're like, nah. So, I mean, it's a little rough that way, but, um, you know, I, I think I've learned to have a little more discipline, you know, have, have a little more, you know, like, you know, have some more reservation, if you sure. will, when it comes to, like, 
you know, oh, I, you know, I got a bite there. I got a, I got a, you know, whatever. I caught a fish here. And maybe you just kind of getting out there immediately and not kind of feeling for other things. But I think, I think, a lot, I think this year, what I'll be doing is, you know, ultimately fishing less and um, looking for like, you know, subtleties within subtleties. Like, you know, yeah. for that, we're looking for that juice kind of within the juice. Hey, I got a bite. Hey, I caught a fish. Cool. Let me see if there's like a little ditch over there. Let me see like how long that lay down goes out. You know, let me see if there's a time consideration in the, in the bites, you know, something like that. And just kind of, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, mentally prepare there. Nothing. I mean, like nothing is, is, um, is, can take the place of on the water. Like yeah. you can right. do all the map study. You can have really cool Google earth images and even like, even like, you know, like real reliable Intel and stuff like that. Um, but you know, you, I mean, you got to get on the water. I mean, like clarity and like temperature and like uh, like like what the weather has been doing and what, like what it's gonna do. I mean, that stuff's huge. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's why, that's why that's why with all this rain and all this you know this insanity. I mean, that's why driving down to Logan Martin like a maniac the night before it might not be as much of a gamble as I'm thinking. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just I go mean, down there and be like, whatever. It might have just as the much chance as the next man. You know. Right. I, I forget who I was talking to and uh, they were in Tennessee, I believe. And it's just, it's raging. It's chocolate milk and all that stuff is just going straight down that way, man. Well, I mean, it's all well, the same stuff. Duke and I, Duke and I uh, hoofed it down uh, to Chickamauga last year. And man, I mean, I, I mean that, I, I mean, that was a flood of biblical proportions. I mean, yeah. we, we, when we entered sort of the area, I mean, the roads were closed stuff was just insane um and and you know when you when you got to like where like where the launches were like kind of like where the check-in was i mean like trucks trucks were flooded and uh you know you, i mean that's it's a whole se separate story about like how the creeks rose and all the like the stuff that right. right fishing in the tournament but i kind of i kind of have first-hand knowledge of how that is i mean it gets really rough and when you when excuse me when you say chocolate water i mean geez yeah it's just like torrential chocolate water and it's just like impossible to catch fish you know? well i remember seeing i think it might have been yourself that posted a, a video of like the water rising and rushing when you guys were down there i mean it came up like what seven feet overnight or something like well, that i was in i was in saudi i was in saudi creek and i was fishing and I could see, I can see the water level rising. I mean, normally that's not something that you can really observe like over like an hour or two, but I mean, I could like see it over like the course of like two or three minutes and I could see the water coming up and I'm like, holy crap. And, and for, for a second there, I was like, that's kind of like neat. And then like, I started thinking, well, that's kind of nuts. And then I saw the debris starting to come in and the debris, I mean, and it was just a combination of just like, you know, the, the, the rise and like the, the darkening and the, the, the muddy. Right of the water and then the debris started coming in and it, it was just sort of bonkers um and you know you, you know the fishing you know was kind of all for naught and it was just a, a frustrating experience of like a lot of like swirling currents and just uh you know craziness yeah yeah yeah, yeah man so i mean what, what are you doing during the tournament i mean mental preparation i mean i think and i'm asking this on a personal level and i think you and i may have talked about this a little bit man like maybe i'm a freaking head case dude <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 man you know i think we yeah. all are don't get me wrong but well, i mean i i i've you know i've elevated it to an art form you know yeah. like you know the debates i have with myself and you know the mental games i play 
it's it's you know it's not something I shy away from. I've sort of learned to embrace it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I mean, you know, there's probably some better approaches I'd recommend to like younger people um, or like you know even my peers and stuff like that. But um, you know, I I, I I'm I, I get sort of like a tunnel vision, like a competitive tunnel vision when I'm out in the water. Um, I don't like to look at the the leaderboards. Uh, I don't like to dawdle or 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 like 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 do things lethargically. Like everything's purposeful. Um, I don't like to like I don't like to not have my my lure in the water. You know, I don't like to like not not be casting and, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 on the water, I mean, I, I when I when I when I think back to it or when I think about it, it's almost it's almost like 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 that tunnel vision, like sort yeah, of. Yeah. Kind of, kind of being like maybe in the zone. I, I mean, is the cliche I, that other people maybe use, but sure. That's, I mean, that's that's kind of how it is. I mean, maybe not every single tournament. There are there are some scenarios, you know, where I'm, you know, maybe I'm a casually talker. I think you know it's funny that you mentioned that because I think lacrosse was 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 last year lacrosse at the at the championship, yeah, the trail championship or whatever that was. Um, on day two, I was just sort of like you know I caught like limited dinks. My fish were gone. Sure. I sort of was just not in that zone, you know. I was just I was not 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 having that sort of tunnel vision or in that zone, and had a you know long season was sort of coming to an end, and I did find myself, you know, sort of you know being a little more lackadaisical, conversing, with, you know, people on the water. Uh, yeah. I was sort of like anchoring by Dave Brook and just sort of just having these conversations with them, just sure, and just really ironically, uh, you know, enjoying the moments, you know, just right. Right. soaking it all up and soaking it all in, and yeah. Well, I know I remember you day two on the water, and we sat and talked and had a conversation, and we were both kind of like, "I'm out of it," you know. What's the point, yeah. man? Let's just yeah. fish. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, just fish. I wasn't sort of like trying to, you know, go to some other spot. I really didn't have any other spots, so you sure. know, there are, there are some points where you know those competitive juices can sort of cease, and you know, you can you know and enjoy yourself maybe a little more than you than you typically would out there. Right on. Right on. It's cool, man. I mean, I don't know. Um, it's incredible to see what you did last year. So, I mean, kudos to you. Man. Yeah, thanks, man. I, I, I think um, if you have the time, you know, you're willing to put in the time right. and you're getting on these bodies of water, I think yeah. that good things can happen. So, um, I think the time one, thing is a key, man. It's it's definitely a key to success for sure. Yeah, one of one of the greatest resources that we have is time. So to be able to um, spend it judiciously on the water usually, sure. you, usually equates to success. So, uh, yeah. luck, luck, you know, luckily for me, I have, uh, you know, a good foundation, like a lot of experience with, with fundamentals. And then I can, I can sort of maybe more quickly apply that to these newer bodies of water I find myself on instead of, you know, finding myself on new bodies of water but not having a solid foundation to, to attack them with. Right, right, right. It makes sense, man. It makes yeah. sense. So, are you going to be fishing any any local club club events this year? Michigan well, kayak trail again, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, and, and I look forward to it. Um, you know, we were talking earlier how I, I that's how I started out in the local trails, um, but with so much going on and having to cherry pick and and certainly wanting to so to make a presence on the national scene, uh, I, I there's there's just kind of no way I could follow the schedule of multiple local uh, trails. So. Here, um, I, I, I won't be fishing uh, or I won't be a member of KBL. I'm hoping to maybe fish an open or two that they have. Uh, and as far as the Michigan kayak trail is concerned, um, 
I mean, I'd like to fish as many events as I could, but they have scheduling conflicts with some other things. So uh, gotcha. we'll have to see how that unfolds in, in you know, May, June and, and July and stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to try to fish some local events, but I think my focus will be more on like, you know, the whole national stuff. The national yeah. stuff. That's cool, man. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I mean, we'll see. How, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know. <laughs> we'll yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I know, I know. You got a, a soft spot in uh, in in your heart for that MKT stuff, man, because that's Smalley Heaven up there. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's not necessarily that Smalley Heaven. I mean, that certainly helps, but um, that's the area that I spent my childhood in. Like yeah, that, right, right. That area to me represented you know, complete freedom from, you know, the, you know, the city and the urban environment. And, you know, it's real, you know, I'm, you know, I'm real sensitive to like, you know, lots of heavy sound and be like, you know, sure. stuff like that. So, you know, urban environments sometimes, sometimes can get to me, but, you know, when I would, you know, I mean, even now, uh, but especially as a youth, when it was even, even less developed than it is now, the area of like Southwestern Michigan, it was, you know, it was, it was like nature, you know, it was like, uh, you know, like you can, all the bullfrogs and the crickets and the smell and the lakes and the, the lily pads and, you know, what, and what you looked at in the dirt roads, very different from, you know, like where I came from. So uh, for me, that area uh, represents, you know, a lot of cool things. So when I go up and fish it, uh, when I find success fishing it, um, it really, you know, ties in a lot of like nostalgia and, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of like familial sentiments and, uh, you know, I think my dad would certainly be proud of it. Um, there's a lot of really, really, really kind and generous, like just good people uh, that, that, that uh, you know, uh, that fish the trail and are part of the trail and that created the trail. Um, and I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, the lakes, I mean, some of the lakes and the systems that I find myself in on the Michigan Trail are just really, are really cool. And maybe yeah. not, I mean, not, not ones that I would, I would call bucket list, maybe not even ones that I've really heard of or, or would otherwise fish. Sure. So um, yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been real neat. But you know, I'm 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 from Chicago. I'm from Illinois. The the kayak bass league uh, is is an awesome league, uh, and it it would it would be nice to have the time and be able to fit that in the schedule. But uh, you know, unfortunately, that was uh, that was one that I had to sacrifice. Well, thank you for that. I know we've had conversations in the group chat that AOI is up for grabs this year because you did not become a member this year. So thank well, you. Well, I mean, you know, I think Pat, I think, I think Patrick, I think Patrick Pudi, you know, Pudi would, uh, Patrick Tarp would have uh, something to say about not only Angler of the Year in the Kayak Bass League, but uh, you know, he's a beast out on uh, the Michigan yeah, kayak. Dude. Yeah. Uh, I think last year, uh, I think in every event he finished in the money. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah, like and, and uh, you know, he, he obviously was angler of the year, and uh, that was really neat to watch. And uh, you know, something tells me had had had. I mean, I was I was angler of the year for KBL uh, this past year, but something tells me had the schedule not sort of gone awry with respect to um, uh, can, um, online cancellations and like some crazy sure. stuff yeah. that we had. I mean, things might have played out a little different. Sure, 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 sure. But Angler of the Year uh, is, I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that's like the ultimate prize. That's sort of like, that sort of like represents like supreme consistency. Absolutely. Not maybe like the fortune of a win here and there, you know, you know, how yeah. this go. So, um, yeah, it, it really, it does kind of stink to not be able to focus on the Angler of the Year for, you know, a particular trail simply because I can't, it'd be hard for me to 
you know, make the events needed to try to pursue that. Sure, 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 sure. No, I get that, man. And I agree with you 100%, man. Angler of the year and whether it be a national trail, your local club, something yeah. like that. That says something. And like you said, it's consistency, dude. And it, yeah, the, it's yeah, hard to yeah. be consistent like that. You the, know? The people, the, yeah, the people that found themselves in the 10 this year. Um, oh, yeah. The people that found themselves um, at the Tournament of Champions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of consistency. And and you know what? Like we were saying, um, not you know, not as much consistency in always being near the top, but consistency and dedication of time, of yeah. travel, of commitment. I mean, right. the consist. I mean, consistency. You know, it's like it's a it's a full package. So, um, yeah, kudos to all those guys and, and girls doing uh, some really cool things with with how they uh, you know present themselves at the tournament. Heck yeah, man! Heck yeah, for sure. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, so what do you think your biggest struggle is, man, when you're out there fishing a tournament? Biggest struggle? Is it the mental game? Is it the, um, you know, conditions you're fighting, things like that? You had to put your thumb on one thing? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would kind of be hard to do that. Um, I think one thing, like just uh, like a random offshoot of that that comes up off the top of my head is that I've seen, I see a lot of uh, pros uh, pick apart um, dock, like big, big marinas and big dock systems. Sure. I see pick apart uh apart those docks uh, by skipping um and while i'm not you know horrible at skipping i mean i i i wouldn't i wouldn't wake up at four in the morning and be like hey honey man i'm gonna i'm gonna tear apart these docks i'm gonna skip, I'm gonna skip these docks i'm gonna bring home five thousand dollars i'm gonna call you know I, I can't imagine ever saying that yeah or even right, right. Confident about that i can imagine a scenario in which i get to the dock you know it's lines in and it's just a the first one is just a you know ridiculous nest that I can't. I got to put the rod down, and it's uh, something like that. So, one thing I do struggle with is is is, is something tactical. It's physical. I mean, it might be kind of random, but I would love to just be able to go up to a huge marina or dock system, and just just you know, just pick it apart and be able to talk to a film crew and just do nothing but skip it way back in the in the recesses. I think that would that would be something I'd like to be really good at. Um, I think. Another thing that I struggle with is when I make adjustments, uh, like I'm like, this is not working, and I think about, you know, what's going on, you know, I'm reading the water and what, what might work. It's not, it's not so much making the adjustment. I think I struggle with confidence in that adjustment because when I go out in the water and, I'm br and I bring, you know, my uh, eight to ten rods, you know, you know, in a given situation, I mean, sure. I I mean, I'm really religious about what it is I put on those rods uh, the night before. Like, like the whole, like, like the whole, you know, rigging process is a right. is a ritual. Um, it, you know, and I, I and I, I I overthink it. You know, I I I'll tell Maria, I'm like, yeah, I'll be in there in an hour, and it's like four hours. To get there. I got a headlamp on, couple 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 glasses of Crown oil, you know. And I'm just, you know, over analyzing, just like narrowing it down to like and dissecting it and like, okay, here's what's going on. So, you know, when I have that on and I go on the water, I mean, when that stuff doesn't work, yeah. it sort of throws a wrench in your whole religious approach. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God. And, uh, you know, so I make an adjustment and, and I think where I struggle is, boom, that's the adjustment I'm going to make, boom. Um, and and like, like, like some confidence in the adjustment. So maybe I'm a little scatterbrained. Sure. Uh, when it comes to that, and I, and I think I'm not alone. I think I think uh, no, I think 
Yeah. How to adjust, when to adjust is is a huge you know issue for all of us or many of us at least. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, me personally. Last year, you know, that was one of the things I was conscious about at the beginning of the year was something's not working. Switch it up. Don't don't just keep throwing the same thing. Right. Switch it up. Keep changing yeah. until you find something. Yeah. And I had a lot of success in the beginning half of the year, you know, with top ten finishes and stuff like you're talking about, and yeah. that. I kind of stuck to what I was doing that was working for me. And I kind of went, you know, towards the end of the season, you know, I, you know, yeah, I caught some great fish and, and things like that. But I mean, my success rate went down when I wasn't thinking like I was at the beginning of the season, you well, know, you know well, keeping on it changing and stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's certainly, I mean, that certainly could be it, but I think you also need to take into consideration. And I think a lot of people need to take into consideration. I think more people than, than, than would take into consideration that a lot of things come into play when it, when it comes to decision-making and your, and, and your mental game. And you were talking, sure. you were talking about the decisions you were making, you know, in the beginning and middle versus the end, you know, you kind of started out strong and sort of faded and it might not be due to, you know, necessarily one thing. I think, fatigue and like you know even something even something as random as diet uh, sure and and uh just you know i i mean you're you're, you're tireless with the yeah. podcast and stuff like that yeah. so you know how we how we treat our bodies how we treat our mental approach the the things that we put in, in our body like how we hydrate and stuff i mean i mean i hate to sound like a you know a coop like that but i mean it's very it's very important if you're gonna if you're gonna, you know i mean you know people say like you know oh i mean you know, you're living the dream. I mean, I would give anything to be in your position. <laughs> right. And, 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 right. and you know, to, to a certain extent, hell yeah. I mean, yeah, I, right, right, right. I mean, I mean, right. I mean, of course things aren't perfect. They're never perfect in anybody's. Sure. I mean, there's all types of battles and stuff and struggles and stuff like that. But um, I mean, for the most part, I mean, I could sort of like fish when I want to do or right. when, I, when I can't and when I want to. And, and, you know, I have all this time in the summer and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's uh what people should take into consideration is, you know, the, the, the realities of the travel and the time away from home and like, you know, the long hours of driving and, um, you know, the rigors of competition and things like that. I, th I think it takes a toll on people in, oh, yeah. in, in ways that, that maybe aren't appreciated, maybe aren't talked about a little bit, or that maybe people, you know, kind of want to push to their subconscious and not really, not, not really, you know, sort of think about. So I think it's important to take care of yourself when you're, when you're, you know, kind of going, at first into the something like the, the national tournament. Right? I, I totally agree, man. I, I use the reference all the time. I got a good friend of mine. He used to fish the walleye tour all the time. And, uh, you know, he'd be gone for a week, week and a half at a time, pre-fishing, fishing the tournament. Yeah. What you have to do to be successful. He'd be like, yeah, he'd be like, I'm wiped out. And I'm like, come on, man, you were just on vacation for a week. I know you're fishing. Yeah, yeah, right. And then I got that wide opening experience and i talked to him about it several times last year and i'm like dude i know what you're talking about you know like well you, you know wake like, up, like, you like i was i was saying earlier with my father and like that quick burst into like <clears throat> from live bait into artificial lures into being a tournament fisherman yeah i mean it's uh yeah i mean yeah it's 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 yeah it, it, it can get crazy out there so <laughs> yeah Definitely, man. It'll burn you out, man. It'll burn yeah. you out. Yeah. 12, 8, 12, 13 hours on the water. And then, you know, you're re rigging for the next day, trying to find a meal in between. Yeah. And, you know, 
trying to get some sleep and then doing that repetitively for three, four days and then coming home, you're just like, right. I know, I know you had, I know you had asked me, uh, we had talked about a little earlier, some of the topics we might be talking about. You'd asked yeah. me, um, uh, you know, what were my thoughts on transitioning uh, or potential transition from, you know, a full-time job of teaching to, you know, uh, you know, a full-time life on the road. And I mean, man, you know, the, the realities of it are, I mean, they're, they're real, <laughs> you yeah. know, sure. so, right. um, I, I, I'm appreciative that I sort of have this foundation, this base of experience to work with to to make a decision like that. You know, if 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 that becomes real in the next uh, year or two or three. No, man, I can see you doing it, man. I can definitely see you doing it. I can, I can definitely see myself doing it. Uh, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I entertain it all the time. I mean, I think about it all the time. When 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 you <clears throat> when you have to ask yourself, you know, what is personal happiness or What's sure. your version of happiness or what what undeniably makes you happy? I mean, fishing certainly is number one. Uh, and, you know, the reality of sort of being able to compete and, you know, I don't know, make a living. I don't know. I don't know what that means. That it's kind of subjective, but maybe sure. just have the, secu the security of insurance and, right. uh, you know, the comfort of some sort of stipend. Yeah, right. Preferably from sponsors. Um, and then, of course, the gamble of competition. I mean, sure. the glory of winning one or two events that, that pretty much pay for your entry fees and your gas and some of that stuff. And then sure. your four months to win other ones. I mean, that's that's definitely a real possibility. Uh, I was, uh, you know, one fish away, one cast away from, uh, you know, close to $20,000 more last year. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, who knows? It'll be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to see uh, see what direction you go, man. I know you and I had that conversation one night uh, after the Schaumburg show, you know, and yes, I was like, "Really, you're going to do that?" And you're like, "I'm thinking about it, man. I'm thinking about it." So well, let me ask you this, though. Let me ask yeah. you this because sure. you got a, a a huge backbone support, Maria. Your wife, man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what does she think about that? I, I was curious, and I don't think we ever talked about that. Have you talked to her about that? I mean, well, is she like, do what do what makes you happy, or is she like, dusty well, or crazy? Get back to this classroom. No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, to answer your question, we've never sat down and talked about it like a major life event, like, sure, 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 like, sure. You know, buying another home or having a child or something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. But, uh, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm on the spot and I had to, I had to ask, I mean, I, th I think she would be supportive of it. I'm pretty sure she would be. Uh, I think that, um, you know, she's, she's, she's seen that I have the potential to succeed and that, you know, sure. uh, it's been more than a break-even thing for me. And uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's at, at, you know like, like, I was, like I was saying earlier, at, at some point you, you, you sort of simply have to ask yourself, um, you know, what's your personal happiness worth? How, yeah. how, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice or what are you, how hard are you willing to sort of be flexible enough or, 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 you know, acceptant to change, you know, to, to sort of move in that direction or, or make a change in that direction. I dig it, man. I dig yeah. it. I, I mean, I love seeing Maria and the dog at the tournaments with you. Um, <laughs> It's Thanks, very man. cool, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all, it's, it's the only little family I have, so it's really nice that, you know, that they're able to come. It's, uh, 
it's nice to have that uh, that 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 support system like right there. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I know you, I think we were talking about this, man. Like, you know, once in a while you're texting her when you're on the water and she tells you to calm down and just get back to doing what you do, right? Oh, well, yeah, it's not so much calm down. We sort of, we sort of just sort of like joke and we'll send like funny emojis or uh, I'll just have to like get something out real quick and then show, you know, I mean, yeah, it's just sort of, uh, yeah, it's just like a sort of like a, you know, a, a comforting thing, I suppose. You know? No, I dig it, man. Before every time before I start a tournament, you know, I'll, I'll send my wife a link to, you know, tourney X or whatever. Yeah. And she watches the leaderboard and, you know, she's like, you know, keep going. You need one more fish or, you know, well, whatever. You got this, you know, just do it. Yeah. You know, one, one of the, like, like we were saying, like um, some of some of the difficulties of trying to approach this from a full time or, or just the realities of life on the road or the travel and stuff, like a support system. I think a support yeah. system, no matter if it's something or someone or more than one person, I think it's uh, it's really, you know, I mean, not, not only in fishing, you know, sort of in life in general, but yeah. to recognize that and what it is. And uh, it's, 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 it's a blessing if you have that while out on the road or while competing or, or even with you while out on the road or competing or even just sort of, in you know, having something like that in your life in general. I think that's true. Yeah. And I know a lot, you know, you know, just being involved in the Facebook community, and the social media community, a lot of people are shy about that. A lot of people do post that uh, they do have someone supportive at home that allows them to go fishing or even somebody that comes with or just somebody that encourages them to, you know, follow their passion or do what makes them happy. You know, it's really nice to see that. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100 percent, man. I envy you. You know, I wish I had that when I was traveling. You know, I mean, it, it just feel it makes you feel at home. Well, I think I'll it relaxes you a little bit. I'll tell you what, after, you know, after, uh, like, 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 let's say Lake Wachita, for example, like after yeah. being in what seemed like 120 degree heat, you know, and going and going through like the, and going through like the shenanigans of day one and then like excruciating, but, but, but still like jovial experience of day two you know be, you know being so close but still like not bad and you know having to be like a walking across the stage of the yeah. FL cup and, and and being handed a microphone and i mean it was i mean it was great but um you know all of that you know like a week of that and then getting in the car and just giving the keys to her and being like on just drive for five or six hours just being like bang yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that. I mean that's money. I mean that's that's like, huge, man. That's as huge as it could possibly get. I mean, I mean, you know, regardless of like other means of support and other ways of being there for me. I mean, just like that kind of thing alone allows you to do that. I mean, how many times would you have loved to just you know given the keys to someone else? And <laughs> right, right, right. The AC and just put the seat back and. You know? There, yeah, I've had many, 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 many coffees on the way home, and wow. I drink coffee like water. And when I drink double the amount of coffee, it gets pretty well, ridiculous, man. I mean, but we, well, we keep, we keep, we we keep sort of tying back into what I'm saying, like diet, what we put in our body. I've yeah. one of the changes I made in in the off season, I guess, if you will. <laughs> Sounds corny for me to say yeah. that. Uh, I'm going to Japan to train. No, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things I've done was eliminate caffeine and I stopped okay. because what was happening is at work I was just drinking coffee all day I wasn't hiding it was leading to all types of other problems and stuff like that so um, I've been drinking a lot of tea oh, okay. so uh, 
I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of antioxidants in tea. I got yeah. a cool local tea merchant in town, man. Okay, okay. It's made out of like the 18th century. No, <laughs> uh, uh, they they make these gourmet blends of like tea and fruit. The guy uh, goes from all over the world and imports it. It's it's ridiculous, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I just sound like you know, like you know, you know, like like a freak or a kook or something. But I don't know. You lifting that pinky when you're drinking your tea. What's, what's that? You lifting your pinky when you're drinking that tea? No, no, but I'm telling you, man, I've been hydrating. I've been just like drinking just like just un ungodly amounts of water. And and, sure. and I think, I mean, I'm feeling a lot better. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of anxious to, uh, to, to like, you know, um, for energy levels and, you know, fatigue levels and stuff like that. I'm kind of anxious to get started and get on the road and get in the swing of things. Yeah, I need to, I need to find an alternative myself, man. I mean... I, I go way too hard on the coffee and tea, yeah. tea would be a nice alternative, I think. Well, so I mean it's it's sometimes I drink it, there's no caffeine in it, and then like other other varieties have a little bit of caffeine, but I mean compared to coffee, it's yeah. really that much. But um I don't know, man. It's I, I you know, for twenty, thirty years I've been I've been succumbing to, you know, most of the processed stuff and the you know, and the, and you know, garbage Trust, and, yeah. you know, the, whole, oh, yeah. the whole propaganda system of the food industry. You know how that means right. Oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, you got to flush it out and you got to sort of be all about the antioxidants. Right, right, right. I kind of do that and uh, try to maintain that. I think it's kind of important. So, very cool, man. One aspect of how I'm sort of getting ready for the tournament season that is upon us. I love it. I love it, man. So, uh, we're, we're just over an hour, man. So, let, let's finish this up, man. So, um, New guy fishing any tournament series, whether it be local club, national level for 2020. Couple pieces pieces of advice. What would you tell him, man? Well, geez, I mean, just rewind the show and trust. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, who's this lunatic talking about all these emotional <laughs> like that? I mean, I don't know. Put some things into perspective, but I think you know. I think for you know what I think first and foremost, what I would tell somebody is well, there's a lot to say and there's a lot of advice. You know, sure. like sure. tactical advice. Um, but uh, really, learn how to uh, like live the moment. Learn how to like enjoy what you're doing. Learn how to like really appreciate, um, like you know, like just the little subtleties of the day or like just the concept of you going out in this small intimate craft on the water and being able to fish and being able to compete and being able to carve out a little niche, you know, maybe perhaps for yourself and, and sure. sort of like the, all, all the stuff that comes with that so that you don't have to maybe like relive it in your memories a year or, you know, like be, or, or, or get caught up in the hustle and bustle of trying to make sure you got the latest gadget or the right rig or that your camera setup is, you know, all cool. Just to sort of like, you know, be in the moment and kind of appreciate what you're doing and sort of like, you know, just kind of like, you know, go go to, go down that route. Um, and I would also uh, recommend that um, they that to, to try to not to try to not bite off more than they can chew. Sure. If, if it's their if it's their, you know, maybe first foray into it. I mean, uh, there's no need to try to make every tournament. I mean, especially with what's going on now. You know? um, I mean. I mean, if you have, I mean, if you have the resources and you have the time, I mean, go I mean, by all means go crazy. But right. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Try to um, maybe do what I did. Try to um, get involved locally, and uh, sort of establish friendships there. Establish a foundation there. Uh, support a local tournament. Support your local areas. Maybe a little bit. Um, 
and uh, you know, just sort of, sort of, sort of branch out. You know, you know how you can and how you will. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe also um, try to. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your resources are and what your wallet's like, but try to find success um, with mid-level gear. You know, I mean, I know, I know some people get into it and want to buy like six hundred dollar reels and other rods and stuff like that, and they break the eyes, they drop them over, or you know, they buy this kind of equipment, but they don't know the fundamentals of casting or the fundamentals of line and, and lure sure. and things like that nature. So, you know, maybe maybe start with like mid-level gear and learn to succeed with that and sort of work your way up would be maybe some other advice. Love it, man. I love it. Solid. Well, you guys, uh, Dusty, you want to you wanna shout out anybody, man? Sponsors, all that stuff? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, first and foremost, um, I, 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 you know, I got, I have a lot of affiliations and whatnot, but um, I mean, when it, when it comes to like genuine support, I get that from uh, a couple uh, uh, sources. I get that from Hobie Fishing and I get that from Catch and Catch Outdoors and Catch Products, Inc. Um, I mean, <clears throat> these are people who have shown like a demonstrable support for me and appreciation and even a love for me. So it's re it's really cool to uh, to be able to um, you know belong to Hobie uh, and 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 be affiliated with Catch and to sort of you know be, you know just be there along with them for the ride that they're sort of taking me on. The Hobie platform I think is like the ultimate to fish off of. I've said that before. I I, I, can't, I just can't imagine fishing off anything else. Sure. And um, I I think that there's really a lot to be um, done and seen as far as what we're going to be doing with uh, Catch and Catch Outdoors this year in terms of film uh, and production and digital media and things like that. So um, I'd certainly like to recognize them and their assistance and their help. It's really cool. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to um, teams like uh, Yak Gear and Railblazer for their support. Um, um, companies like uh, Kitech, who um, I, I support and use all the time. And, um, you know, people like that and just in the kayak community in general, I think it's a real support. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. And if you guys are listening to this, uh, you can go back last week. I had Duke and Vasilion from catch outdoors. We were talking about filming and their upcoming stuff last week. So go back, check that out. If you missed it, I know, uh, Mr. Westcamp was in the chat, uh, this evening, uh, AKA Mr. Hams. Oh, you know, you know what? I hate to interrupt you, but speaking of that, uh, I, I also would like to mention uh, Dakota Lithium because uh, that's who's going to be powering me this year. So Very cool. I don't require much power. I mean, I don't have like a trolling motor or anything like that, but, um, you know, just running my garments. Yeah. Heck yeah. I have the reliability of uh, Dakota Lithium for the year. So you said garments. You run in two? Uh, well, no, I mean, I'll have my, uh, I'll have the 360 and I have my PA. So I'll have, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the, you. Uh, I'll have the 73 on the PA and the 93 on the 360. Nice. Love it. Love it. Maybe, maybe some lights too. So we'll see. Very cool, man. Very cool. Well, Dusty, thanks again for yeah. uh, joining us tonight, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure, man. I know we've been Please. trying to do this for a while. You and I have <laughs> kind of gone back and forth and, yeah you know, we finally ran into each other at the show and it was like hey we need yeah. to do this dude <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. so i appreciate no, I it man. i appreciate i appreciate all you do i mean there's there's uh there's a lot that you bring to the sport and to the table Thanks, man. so it's really nice to sort of see you hustling out there and you know i, I appreciate it man yeah, I appreciate doing it. 
I appreciate that very much, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a grind in a different way, you know. It's oh, I, I, I know, I can imagine. <laughs> it is what it is, man. But I can't do it without the assistance. Uh, shout out to I think it was Josh Eldridge, Brad Hicks, Susie were in the chat tonight, running running the chat, responding to all you guys. So I got to say thanks to them. Um, you know, Paddle and Finn doesn't operate without all the other hosts. So huge shout out to them. Huge shout out to you guys for tuning in this evening. We wouldn't do this if you guys weren't listening, man. And uh, it just keeps growing and getting better. So thanks, everybody, for spreading the word, sharing the uh, the stream tonight. Uh, the live stream's gaining a little traction. It's something new, something different. Uh, if you're just tuned in, you missed part of this, this will still get uploaded to the normal podcast platform tomorrow morning. So be sure to tune in there. Uh, huge shout out from us to catch TRC covers, hammered lures, and jig masters jigs. And uh, yeah, so that wraps up another episode, episode number 37 for the year already. So uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Till next time, tight lines, smooth paddling. Peace. Peace. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N in fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N in fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catch board. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water.